Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, mate. Hello. How are you? All right. Now, I'm very jealous because yesterday you had a, a fantastic day. I did. Thrashing around Brands Hatch in your working <laughs> GT3. <laughs> Completely working. Yeah, I've done the GP circuit. I did actually do it a few weeks ago as well, but a few of my mates were on the day yesterday and they said, do you want to come? And because it was fresh in my mind, I thought I'd pile on. I mean, well, I nearly piled into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> was it as epic as I suspect it probably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to come and do a day with me, mate. You're honestly it, the. I know we bang on about how good that car is, but when you've only driven it on the road properly, haven't you? Really? Well, I've also done a lap around the Nurburgring. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. <laughs> Did you drive it? Yeah, I drove it. Oh, with some guidance. Oh, yeah, with a lot of guidance. Oh, you had Misha sitting next yeah, to you. Yeah, I had right? Misha sitting next to me, yeah, and I was probably yeah. at two tenths. Yeah, I was going to yeah. four. I was going to become four <laughs> tenths. I was going to say two tenths, probably more realistic. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but you, you, you can't like until you actually push one on the track. You like that's when you realise how good it is. Yeah, I'm sure. It, it's not even really a road car at that point. Like it's actually like it actually takes the piss a little bit how good it is. Oh, well, we, we've said that many times before. We won't bore our audience by banging yeah. about it again. No, I mean, on track. I mean... Well, like, in general. Yeah. I mean, in general. Yeah. But the reason I brought it up, I said the jealousy is because, yes, <laughs> I sort of half teased it last week's episode. We can now talk about it in a bit more detail because the main channel video has gone live. But yeah, my GT3, not in working order. And so therefore not able to be driven around a track at the moment. <laughs> um is I don't it, really want to dwell on it too much. Oh. Well, we can. I, you know what? Ask me some questions because yeah. I feel like I've spoken about it a lot. It's caused a bit of a stir in the online Porsche community. Fuming, some I, of them. I, I hope I haven't upset anyone at Porsche. I, I think they knew everything that I was planning to do. Like, I did tell them I was putting out content and they knew I was filming and stuff. Well, it is your car, mate. You and it is. Like, like. Yeah, it's my car. And it's... Anyway, yeah. long story short. So, yeah, look, you know what happened. A lot of people in the comment section of my video were like, can't wait to hear what Tony says about this. Oh, Tony's going to love this. But actually, you were one of the most supportive 
and kind people that I messaged during the actual Oh, you messaged drama. me at the side of the road, didn't you, flapping? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were one of the first people that I was like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I've got a problem. <laughs> um, but go on, a- any questions? What do you want to discuss? What do you want to know? Well, listen, cars break, mate. They all break. It doesn't matter what mark you're driving or you've got. They break, and it always goes back to the fact it's why, in general, in general, I don't like older cars because they break. And I've had my time with older stuff. It gets on my nerves, and it breaks. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that modern cars don't break either. They are machines. Do break as do, well. Sorry, do do break. Occasionally, you'll just have a malfunction or something will happen. I've had many GT cars, done many miles in them. Uh, you know, they've all been put through their paces and they've all been fine. I've never, ever, ever had any problems with any of them. Same goes for the Ferrari. But I, I, I know lots of people and obviously within my job that these marks and these cars do have problems because they are machines. But when you take into consideration how many they build worldwide it's a very very small percentage yeah the two things i would say is that fundamentally whilst a a strange issue that shouldn't happen on a new car that much money blah blah it's not actually that catastrophic issue as in there's screws that came loose which could have been a manufacturing fault it could have been been anything like, anything. like so it's not a major fault of a part it's screws that came loose yeah that's what caused the the failure so that's where i'm a bit like you know i'm not going to absolutely go in on you know people okay so this is my second point my second point is a lot of people have attacked me or, or commented on if this was a mclaren i knew or you say an that. electric car or, or an aston martin or well, for you and aston yeah. martin our reaction would be very different and we'd be going oh, i told you oh look and we'd be absolutely ripping it apart and i don't disagree with those people I do think that there are some cars that we claim are famously unreliable and we are almost waiting to have issues. But because this is our beloved Porsche and this is a car that I adore and a car that you also own and love, we're kind of letting it off lightly. But I I can't help but feel that way. Like, it's a weird issue that warranty is covering, that the official Porsche centre in Antibes are being great at sorting. Like, th- there's no necessary headache apart from the fact that I, I shouldn't have broken down and do you know what I mean like um, are we being too lenient just because we love Porsche no because this from my point of view it's not not true for me because I from what I see from my professional point of view and what I see day to day in my job it's very common that I hear and when you consider the amount of cars that these particular manufacturers I'm going to talk about make compared to Porsche McLaren and Aston Martin and a few others, they break a lot more often and there's less of them. So the reason why I'd bash them is because I hear about it more often and there's a lot less of them cars on the road compared to 911s. But can I sit here and say, oh, they're bulletproof and they never, ever go wrong? Of course not. But cars go wrong. But everything goes wrong. BMW M cars go wrong. AMG cars go wrong. I can tell you a million stories from different, different makes of cars and different models of all the different faults that they've all got because I see it every single day. Yeah. So it, it happens, mate. It's just that it's, 
it, it's more it seems to be more often with the smaller brands um and they make less cars I guess they make less cars for sure and and once you get a reputation as you say it's hard to escape because people are looking for that issue before it even happens or looking for an excuse to say oh yeah shouldn't have done it everyone told me they were unreliable and here we are so I think really it boils down for me my frustration which was captured somewhat in the video was purely a professional frustration as you say cars are cars the amount of miles I do the amount of cars that I drive the places that I go think I I was overdue some mechanical issues at I've been, some point I, I've been unbelievably yeah. lucky you know yeah. I drove around the world in a 911 Carotty and it never even blinked so that part of it I was like fine like it's it'll, it'll get fixed like and the, I'll tell like, you another thing as well by the way uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we've seen this before. You've documented it. A lot of people would break down and not even say anything. Well, I'll, I'll be really honest. I did really go back and forth as to whether I would publish there we anything. Go. There you go. And I'll tell you why, purely from a fact that at some point, if I want to sell that car, somebody might not look into what happened or even look into what happened and think, oh, well, I don't, that, that put me off that's a fixed car or something went wrong or how do they not know that something wasn't damaged for you? Know, you know what I mean? It's what, that kind of thing where because of the internet, will it live on, on people's minds? I, you know, well, I, I don't have any plans to sell that car anytime soon. No, you know, I, I plan to keep that car for a very long time for now. Let's see what the future holds. But at some point when I do sell it is, could that be viewed negatively? But my, my end thought was, well, I'd rather address that when I get there. Like I don't, I don't plan on something. I plan on keeping it. And also it's a weird thing that's happened. And professionally, it's changed my plans so much that if I don't explain what's happened, it's going to be really hard to explain what's happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I had to say something's gone wrong. Yeah. Because you had plans, you were doing something. Yeah. Yeah. The way that the content's going to unfold, the fact that my next video is the Aston Martin video that was filmed in Monaco, before the GT3 breakdown, where in the intro I say, oh, you would have just seen me pick up the GT3 and drive off into <laughs> Europe. And well, I've stopped that, you know. So I had to explain what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and I still feel like it was the right choice to do. It was, yeah. Um, I don't think it's derogatory at all, mate. I mean, uh, you know, cars break. Well, it the, is as simple as that. And as I say, my relief, even though my, my f not frustration, but my sort of... Um, my sadness or the fact that it's a new car that's broken, but my relief was, well, it's under warranty. It's like, everything's under warranty. Like, yeah, yeah. what's going to go on? There was no, nothing which I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. I just broke it. Like, it was all under warranty and I was like, fine, no big stress. It was purely the frustration of, like, the stuff that I had lined up. Like, yeah, this yeah. was going to sort me. Like, everyone's heard about it on this podcast. I've been speaking a lot that this year I've really struggled with the balance of new dad and my job, which is involves a lot of travel and finding that sort of, uh, flow of what's right where I balance. feel yeah the balance I yeah. feel guilt for leaving my wife and my baby but also I need to work hard and anyway long story short this was the perfect perfect two weeks I was gonna nail and I was like it's all gone it's just gone like it's finished anyway so that's where the frustration came from I think the car I say Porsche have been great some people have said oh, that's because I'm seen through glass and I've got a social media presence but 
there's two different situations. There's Porsche retail and Porsche assistants who don't seem to really care or know who I am and are just doing what they would do in most situations, which is get the car in, diagnose yeah, yeah. the issue and sort it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the Porsche press team who are trying to help me out aside from that by lending me the, the blue GB well, that's car. that's part and of your job. That's- yeah, well, it's the relationship I've built over the last five years so that I can call on favours and say, look, I'm back in the UK. My car's not here. Is there anything you can do? And they're going, yeah, well, why don't we lend you a car for the weekend so you can you yeah. know, finish making the video? Well, you that's the make, perks so. of your job. I mean, yeah. That's, that's well, it's not even perks, but that's the benefit of working hard. Yeah, it's you know, the benefit. Like, yeah, yeah. It's the relationships that I've say cultivated. Anyway, so it is what it is. No update as of yet. The parts have not arrived in France at time of recording. Um, they should be here this week. Then I guess it will take another week to get fitted and tested. And then at some point, I've got to figure out how to bring the car back. Thank you so much to all of you who have offered to drive my GT3 back from the south of France. <laughs> have you? Is that what's happened? Oh my God. Really? I have had, I mean, oh, well over a hundred offers to drive my car back. It's very kind of you. <laughs> I'm okay for now. Um, I'll probably just fly down and drive it back or arrange a transporter. Um, but I really appreciate the very generous offers to go and pick up my GT3 and drive it a thousand miles back to the UK. I think what a lovely... <laughs> I couldn't can, think of anything worse. That's a horrible thing to say. You well, love dri- a GT3. I do, but I wouldn't want to drive it a thousand miles back on a motorway. I can't think of anything worse. Oh, that's a pretty cool experience, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I will keep you updated. Make sure you're subscribed here to the podcast channel if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned. I will keep you updated of the progress and of the situation with my GT3. Uh, and actually, it's worth shouting out our listeners our, or our live viewers over on Recast. We're recording this earlier in the week. Uh, and when we do these recording sessions, we try as much as we can to go live on Recast when we do so. So uh, Adam uh, Dunlops has put hello boys into the live chat. Uh, Bruce has uh, been making some comments. Uh, also, Tom Jackson uh, says it's great that we uh, explain what happened with the GT3, etc. So yeah, nice to have some live viewers with us. If you want to join us for a live stream, head over to the Recast page, recast.tv forward slash uh, behind the glass. Anyway, uh, bits to chat about. Firstly, the fact that you picked up an M3 Touring at the weekend. Oh, yeah. <gasps> so, oh, my new favourite car. No way. Mate, I, I, I've only done 150 miles in it. You know when you get in a car sometimes and you know in... 20 metres. 200 yards. <laughs> yeah. That this BMW, thank you very much, by the way, BMW, have made a car for me. Okay, so hold on a sec. i got to go in here. So, firstly, when that car launched, you were very nonplussed about it. I was the one with the hype machine. I was going, and you were just like, just an M3 with a boot. Like, who cares? You were very sort of just downplaying it. You said it was overpriced, like overhyped, blah, 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 blah. It is overhyped. Fair. Um, you picked it up. What, what, try and evolve on that. Evolve, yeah. What, what is that feeling? Because I have the exact same thing. It's how I rank cars or rate cars. In that 200 yards, what is the sensation? Why do you go, oh, I know I like this? Well, I, I had a little bit of a head start because I've had all of the new cars now. I've had the convertible, uh, I've M3. had the saloon. Oh, sorry, M4. Convertible M4. Yeah. Saloon the, M3. And an M4. And an M4. So, so I've, had, I've had all the variants. And they're all very, very similar apart from this new car's got that new big screen, which is all the, you know, the brand new tech, which, again, when you get in it, it just makes it feel like a more posh place to sit. But everything else is all like what was in the previous cars that we'd had in stock, basically. I, when 
it's really, really hard to explain. But when I when I got in it, I just thought to myself, before I even turned it on, oh, this is a proper car, this car. So then I drive it off, drive it away, and instantly it's like, oh, this is perfect. I've got, you know, like when you look in the back, there's a big boot. I've got kids. I've got a dog. It's comfortable. It's fast. It's got amazing tech in it. It literally ticks every box. A bit like the M5 thing that we always say. It's that, but more compact. And it wasn't that I was going in on it before. It was the 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 overhype bit because everyone was jumping up and down about it being the big overs as it is. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this car that I've got, I'm a dealer. I guarantee you I'm going to lose money on it mm. because they're already at list. Oh, they're discounting them, I think. And I think you can order one now at discount. Correct. Yeah. So from that respect, BMW M cars always historically lose money. They just do. But I bought this car because I want to use it. I always like to have the modern version of the current car because I like to have a fill round. And we used, as I've said to you before, we use them as a bit like demonstrator cars, you know, and then they will go on the market and I'll use it until it's sold, that sort of thing. Um, But (laughs) you cannot get away from the fact how good it is as a a package. It, it, It... I can't go in on it about that. There's no, and I wasn't saying that before. I was just, you know, everyone was going, oh my God, this is the car. And it, it, it is the car. But how comes there's 60 odd of them online and they're all under list now? Uh, you know, so what was all that about? That And that was what I was trying to get at before when I was saying about the hype and all the figure. I knew this was going to happen. Fair. Okay. Well, but let's come back. We're going to go, bookmark that. But it's that 200 yard test because actually. A lot of people ask us, you know, being around cars this often, like, does does the shine wear off? Do we get bored? Like, do we lose our excitement for getting in cars? And I think we've both admitted that, yes, there are lots of cars that you do lose the awe around or, or you're less sort of like, wow! Like, it's really rare for me. To get excited by something. Really rare. Like, like normally when I get in a Ferrari, mm-hmm. I still get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Obviously the GT3, and this new M3, other than that, I can't really think recently of any car that I've got in and thought, oh my God, this is unbelievable. But it's that thing where, as I said, like, it, it's a really, you just know immediately. immediately. I had it recently with the CLK DTM down in south of France. I had really very little expectations of it. And I was driving out of a hotel car park and from the car park to the, the gates of the hotel, I was like, oh, I'm going to like this. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd done nothing. I, I was at five miles an hour on gravel road. And I was yeah. like, oh no, I'm going to really like this. And it's something, I don't know what that is. It's maybe the confidence of knowing what you like or it's just a weird, there's something inside of you that just goes, and I guess it happens for all of us. Like if you're test driving a car, if you're going to go, you just know, right? And they say when you're shopping for a house, they say that you when you when you find the house of your dreams, you walk in and you just know immediately. You know immediately, yeah. It's the same thing with the cars, I think. Yeah, it it is. It, but an M three forty I isn't giving you that feeling. No, 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 no. And and actually, it was so weird as well because um, when I was at Brands Hatch yesterday, there was a touring M forty I. Okay. M three forty I sitting there, twenty two plate. So 
you know, the pre-face. There's a facelift car now with a bigger screen, same as my car. And it's like nearly half the value mm -hmm. to the M3. But when you, when you drive, if you drive them both back to back, you really see why. Like, I don't know, mate, whether it's in the chassis of the car or... Because obviously an M chassis compared to a normal, like, soft M, if that's what you call them. Baby M. Baby, whatever it is. Like, the proper M chassis are unbelievable mm. chassis in terms of... And I don't know whether it's that part of it. It's the suspension, the brakes. But for me, it's really rare that I get in a car and I think, maybe it's just because I'm that age. I've got kids. I've got a dog. I've got a family. And it's that that car is for me. Yeah. It, it, and same as you, because it's rare that me and you, although we do like similar stuff, normally if you really like a car, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. And it's rare versa. that we both want the same car. Correct. Yeah, but we, I mean, you've got an M3 now and I, I really want one. <laughs> but yeah, there's something about that car. And we both car. like GT3s. Yeah, it's just walking up to it and being in it and being around it, it just, there's a special fizz which it gives you. And I remember when I made the video, I was like, it's the same thing that you were saying. You can go get an M340i, spec to the tits, and it's still 30 grand less, mm. if not more. Um, but it would just never give you that sensation. That M3 Touring somehow ignites a bit of a fire in a petrol head's heart. Yeah. That it's really hard to quantify. It's really hard to explain yeah, it is. why it's so inherently special uh, or exciting or whatever. But... Yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant car. It can't be that special because it's millions of omelets. Okay, so yeah, let's go back to that. I said let's bookmark it. But surely that is just speculators. That's that was 100%, yeah. everyone like me who, when that car launched, said, this is the car we... It's like the GT4 RS. This yeah, is yeah. the car we've been waiting for BMW to build. Finally, an M3 Touring. And everyone went, yeah. well, these are going to twirl for like 20, 30 grand over list because when that car was unveiled and order books were opened, it was when the market was insane. Yeah, yeah. It was when everything was selling for hand over fist, yeah, yeah. 30, 40 grand over list. So people thought, oh, great, I'll get one of these and yeah, just flip yeah. it straight away. Yeah, yeah. Surely that's the situation. My, my, yeah, I, I, I guess so. I mean, if you go into a BMW dealer today and order one, you won't get one until next year still. But, but, um, because there's only a certain amount of allocation. So most of the dealers would have allocated the cars for this year and the BMW dealers won't know their allocation for next year yet. So they'll take a deposit and they get their allocation like the end of this year for Q1 and Q2. It's normally about six months, roughly six months in, in advance. BMW dealers be shouting at me, but it's roughly that. So they won't know the allocation. And BMW will go, might say, all right, next year we've got two, BM, two BMW Tourings for every dealer. Or they might say we've got 10. So, I mean, if they do that, then there'll be another, I don't know how many BMW dealers in the country. There's 120, 150 or something. So there'll be thousands of them here. But they, they might say there's only a couple per dealer and then that'll keep the values. Okay, so here's my question then. Forget how many are made, forget how many touch down in the UK, blah, 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 blah. Does it feel like a hundred grand car to you? Mm. I mean, we need to have a chat about this at some point, but car prices they're taking the piss you know? well we've uh, spoken about it a bit we did that whole episode on it, new car prices yeah. and why are cars getting so expensive but but the, the point being if you say that historically m cars depreciate and there's tons of them and they should come down and if there are 60 on the market and blah 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 is there something in people who've bought it 
not even speculatively, but like semi-speculatively, the car's turned up, they've gone, oh, I'll be all right for a while, I'll keep it for a bit, 100 grand car, and then they've got, hold on a sec, these things are coming down pretty quick now, there's no overs, they're offering discounts, I don't really want to be sitting on a 100 grand car that maybe in three years' time is going to be worth 65. Well, that's not uncommon, by the way. It any, in any, if you buy a 100 grand car in general, not in the last couple of years, because what was going on in the world... But if you buy a hundred grand Range Rover in three years, it's sixty sixty five grand loses half of its value. So that that's not uncommon for you to do that. But if you look at the if you look at the Saloon M three and the new uh, Coupe M four, for instance, like a twenty one plate with fifteen odd thousand miles on them, they're still sixty five seventy grand, mm. and they weren't a hundred grand new. They were about. 85-ish, 90. So they've not done too bad. So if you switch that to the M3 Touring in three years' time, two years' time, sorry, an M3 Touring will be 75 grand retail. It's all right. I'll take one. <laughs> yeah, you know. I can't because uh, finance-wise, have you ever looked at what the... Oh, they're expensive. That's the problem. This 16, is the, 1,700 quid a month with mm, like what, five grand deposit, 10 grand deposit? Yeah, th- th- this is the problem with that, with this big stuff because the interest rates are quite high. This is all going to change again next year, I think, when the interest rates come back down. Fingers um, crossed. Think, fingers crossed, yeah. They're going to go up again, yeah. by the way, any minute now. Um, but but this is what's making new cars expensive at the moment. It's the the, the interest rates. Financing, and, yeah. because yeah, the, the balloon payments are still fairly strong. That's not changed because that's the percentage of the car that always, that's never changed. But um, the the interest rates are high, so yeah. it makes the car expensive. Your PCP that might have been 999 a month is now 1,500 quid. Yeah, yeah, it'd be 13, 1,400 quid, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Karis uh, on the live chat says, asks, what is the spec of your M3 touring, Tony? Uh, it's an ultimate pack car, so it's got this. Ticks every box. Ticks every box. Black, black wheels. Black uh, satin, black metallic black. No, just a normal metallic black. Normal metallic black. Black, black wheels. Um, ultimate packs. It's got all the carbon exterior and interior. Uh, it's got the carbon seats. Uh, and it's uh, silverstone inside, so white inside, white and black inside. You uh, spoke like that, like a true car salesman. Then, what's the most important thing about my car? Ultimate pack. Uh, well, I would have said colour first. Well, <laughs> you went straight with the Wasco Almond Pack. Yeah, because pan that's roof. The, no, there's reversing no, camera. Well, that's the good thing about BMW. The, the, the BMW people never really go for pan roofs on M cars. It's not not a thing. You can't Hold expect on. pan roofs. Hold on a second. What? What did you just say? BMW people don't usually go for pan roofs. Yeah, the man on M cars for two years on M cars. Hey, hey, an X three. M40i is pro- an M car. That's a soft M. So we the, just spoke about the that. The man who literally would not let me sleep because I bought a car, a BMW, without a pan roof. Correct. He's now saying, well, yeah, but BMW, and instead of really like pan roof. BMW M. M. So M3, because you can't get it. So it's like acceptable that it hasn't got a pan roof. But I still would say, this is what I see every day, by the way. <laughs> So I would still say, if you're buying an SUV BMW, you would have a pan roof. Because why wouldn't you? For, re- for resale value. Yeah, okay. But you don't care because you've got too much money. 
You don't care about resale value. I don't, but I use my cars too much is the problem. So whether it's got a pan roof or not, it's still going to be the cheapest car on the market because <laughs> it's going to have 30,000 miles on the clock after six months. But has your current car got a pan roof? Yes. Right, so you've listened to me. Yeah, yeah, because you literally gave me such a hard time about Correct, the last car. because it just makes it easier to sell. And quite often I have to buy it back. I actually think my current car might be the nicest spec M40D on the market. Well, we're going to see when you sell it. <laughs> we are. Because if it is the nicest spec, it will sell It will like that. Lie. Yeah. It's a beautiful spec car. It's <laughs> lovely. Great condition. Um, well, look, congrats, M3 Touring. I am very jealous. I would have one in a heartbeat, but I just, what I was going to say is I cannot stomach the 100 grand or the 1,400 quid a month payment for that. It's, it's just, it's too much money. At, at the 75 grand mark, 10 or 12,000 miles on the clock in a few years' time, I'm, I'm all over it. I, I, yeah, I just wish, I, I wish they were cheaper. I, I would have one in a heartbeat if they were cheaper. They're such cool cars. Yeah. I think but, but that's the same with everything now. You know, the people that look at Gulf Isles and people that look, you know, right across the market, yeah. they just go, oh, I wish a, I wish a Mark 8 Gulf Isles was 30 grand. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's not 30 sure. grand, it's 40 grand. Yeah. It's yeah. the way it- Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, and another good example of another BMW like that, they just unveiled the new X1 M35i. Oh, I'm going to sell a bucket load of them. What a beautiful looking I, car. I think that will tick a lot of boxes for a lot of families, that car. It's the new X1 has been a great looking car from day dot. Yeah. They did the iX1, which I think is really good looking, but just the X1 in general. And now they've given it the sort of M light treatment. I guess there won't be anything more. They're not going to do a M. MM. Hmm. So it, it will be the 35i. They're not going to do a 40i anymore, are they? No. In that little car. Because I think the no. one series tops out the 35. It does, it? yeah. But yeah, great looking thing. Great package. Spacious in the back. I saw a lot of reviews talking about it. I think, you know, if I was to change my garage up a bit, that's a perfect car for, for Vicky, my wife. Like that. Yeah, the, yeah. She yeah, adores yeah. RX3. But um, yeah, I, I but, but, but 50 grand. Yeah. But, but as well, 
flip that on the but really in real terms that's good for your circumstances now me yeah because you've got one baby yeah 100% if you had two that's too small that car yes yeah it's a one yeah yeah, yeah. it's a one baby car it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah it's a husband and wife one child car yeah one baby yeah <laughs> Not even one child, yeah. one baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but very good looking. And uh, a few people mentioning about the M5 touring uh, in the in the chat. Yeah, we mentioned that last week. Uh, I've heard now somebody said, I think European spec cars, one hundred and sixty thousand euros. Yeah, so it's one hundred and forty-five grand. Yeah, yeah. Which is so it'll be one hundred and thirty grand list or one hundred and thirty-five grand list. Like Plus options. Oh, yeah. Oh. But they reckon it's going to be protected that car a bit as well, mind you. Again, they said that a bit, a bit on the M3 touring. Yeah, I think so. It's smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah. As it always is always with is. these manufacturers. Uh, this week, quite excitingly, I'm off to Norway to get behind the wheel of the Lotus Electra. Is it snowing there? I don't think it's snowing, but it does look like it's going to rain. <laughs> with is this it ever, part, is northern, it ever sunny there. It is. Yeah, yeah. You do get. I think a lot of people, have, a lot of the media rotations have had great weather. It just seems that. The media rotation. The moment, so I'm going for a bit of rain. Uh, a lot of Northern Europe's got rain at the moment. I flew back from, it's like a, you know what a prophetic fallacy is? No. When the weather reflects the mood. Yeah. It's a it's a writing technique or a cinematic technique. Right. So when you, so I flew back from Monaco with my car, broken down in Antibes, and it was pouring with rain. I went, oh, what a prophetic fallacy. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing that one. I think it's prophetic, prophetic. Anyway. So yeah, off to, off to Norway to check out the Electra. I'm actually quite excited. I know a lot of people have been talking really negative about the way that car looks, like a weird Eurasy kind of weirdness. But I'm quite intrigued. I, I, some of the stats are insane. The top level one does like, it's got like 900 horsepower, does 0 to 6 in like 2.9 seconds. God knows how much it weighs. a massive great thing. But oh, I'm quite intrigued. Three ton, two and a half, three ton. Probably. Yeah. I, but I, I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm quite looking forward to it. I like that part of the world, even with a bit of rain. And... Yeah, I'm a Lotus fan. I think it looks all right. I'm intrigued. It's been a while since I've gotten a brand new EV product. This is obviously with the support of Geely and stuff like that, but new era for Lotus, new dawn for Lotus. I'm quite, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of looking forward to it a yeah, bit. Yeah, well, you can let us know how you get on. Yeah, I will. I think the embargo's are middle of July, so we'll wait and see. Got um, Goodwood around the corner as well, where we'll see a lot more. You going? I'm going on the Thursday and the Friday. I, this sounds out of touch but i'm a little bit over goodwood on the saturday and the sunday so busy now like so busy that i just feel like you you don't really get to see a lot of the action on the saturday and the sunday mm. it's like attending a music festival yeah you can hear the cars in the background but it's you can't often really see them yeah and this year every single manufacturer is celebrating some kind of anniversary i mean it's, it's goodwood's 75th anniversary it's mclaren's 60th it's porsche's 75th it's the uh tag heuer's got a celebration lamborghini's got their 60th like everyone seems to be celebrating these anniversaries so it's just going to be a bit of a cluster beep of things and activities and no, i'm glad i'm not going then you're not going at all i'm not going no no i'm not I'm, I, honestly mate i'm not interested what if we did a behind the glass meetup would you come oh yeah yeah I'll, yeah because then we're going to meet some nice people but a bit too hectic. Anyway, watch the space. We'll try and do something like that soon. Um, now, I want to use our lovely friends over at Autocar, who we often utilise and reference for uh, segments on this. Oh, why is my mouse not working? <laughs> I was I was sitting here like, nothing was happening. Uh, utilised for, for topics and articles. Oh, I thought we'd um, do it again then. Th- no, no, oh, no, no. I was no, flapping. No. I thought, oh, no. What's I thought something went horribly wrong. No, just the mouse wasn't working. 
they've done two lists that I wanted to review quite quickly. Because right. we've just been talking about how expensive cars are getting. Yeah. Their first list was best used fast small cars. Yeah. So basically best used hot hatches. Yeah. And the other one, it's a bit more tenuous, is top used cars for less than 10 grand. Right. So let's do the best used small cars first because I always love a bit of hot hatch. Yeah. Just to see where they're at. And I think we're going to agree with a lot of this. First up, Abarth 695. Yeah, yeah. we all know. What a car. I always had the Bebosto Record Edition, which was the yellow car. But the standard grey ones or satin grey ones still absolutely mega bits of kit and until you've driven in a bath don't knock it i know people love to say oh you know they're they're university girls cars people no say, yeah, they're not or we, at least we, the fiat 500 we 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 sell quite a lot of a bath some have down the years and they've always been lads that bought them the only the only criticism i'd say about in a bath is sit quite high up Sit very high up. The steering yeah. wheel is angled like a bus. A little bit, yeah. And in the 695 Reposto, it's all of the torque steer. Yeah. It's all of the torque steer. But I but I just, I can't help but adore them. And that's actually another car I'm driving soon, the electric Abarth. Oh, I right. got that test drive lined up soon I as well. I wonder what so. that's going to be like. I actually can't wait for that. Everyone went mental about the fake sound, the speaker. I couldn't care less about the speaker. I just want to know what it's like. I wonder if they still got the, because the good thing about the the above compared to its competitors it's got loads of character loads of personality and I wonder if because obviously as we know electric cars in general haven't got that and I wonder if they've managed to keep that in that car yeah mm. interesting right mm. uh, Alfa Romeo Giulietta Cloverleaf yeah now I feel like the Giulietta gets overlooked a bit like these days so it should D- really yeah I'm not interested Oh, no, but I still think it's a very pretty car. It's a beautiful car. And the Cloverleaf, I guess, they're spicy ones. So they're saying here it's 230 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 6.8 seconds. So it's a Focus S. No, it must be a Fiesta ST rival. It's not a Focus rival. Is it a Focus? No, Juliet is a Fiesta rival, isn't it? Uh, no, it's the Mito that's the Fiesta. Oh, you're right. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Okay, so this is a Focus rival. That's the little one. Just make sure if you get one of them, get one with rear screens. You keep your hands warm when it's cold, when you're pushing it. <laughs> you're going to have to push it. Oh, that's a good car. Audi S1. That is a good car. You're a car. fan of an Audi S1, are you? Yeah. I mean, they don't make them anymore. No. And they were... Uh, I remember I drove JWW's yellow one in a comparison when I had my Biposto. And it was it was impressively better in almost every uh, way. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Is that the Golf R engine? Or that's the- no. That's... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it might be a... Uh, it might be a tuned up gti engine is it like 260 odd 228 horsepower okay so it's a gti engine it's golf gti engine um but they're saying you can get from around 11 grand now 65.8 seconds but yeah they're very very cool and it just had like that kind of go-karty style obviously it's the three door quattros yeah just a really cool little package and yeah yeah. you could tune them pretty well i think yeah bmw 1m this is obviously a bit of a cult cult classic um i have one of them Mate, value-wise, they're still insane. I know, yeah. They're just not really budging. And I think they're going to start to creep up. I think people are going to go more and more. Like, that was a great, great driver's car. Uh, M140i, the rear-wheel drive variants, the yeah. last version of that. Yeah, that, um, that's been a good car down the years. Start seven, to see some problems. 17 grand. Now. Starting to see problems. What yeah, problems do you problems see? problems in cars now. Like, like, lot few engine problems and stuff. Um... They're, they're just starting to come because some of them had hard lives okay. as well so they're just starting to become a little bit problematic in London they're often drug dealer cars 
<laughs> little bit stereotype. Whenever I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you, often when I see them, they are black with the blackest of blackout windows hanging out on street corners with unmarked police cars four cars back looking at what they're doing. Yeah, fair. So pop, well, you can say that about S freeze and Gulf Isles as well. Oh, really? They're pop, popular yeah. amongst the drug community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're not a drug dealer, it's a great driver's car. Um, KTM 620. Now, I drove the 720. That the fast one? Oh, my God. That's not the fast one. That's the missile wanting to kill you fast one. Like, equivalent of 720 horsepower in something that weighs the same amount of paper. Yeah. Um, I really like a Caterham for just being silly. Like, I drive it. You see people driving them, like, on the motorway or, like, up to Scotland. Like, you on, you are committed. On tracks. Are, oh, no, tracks I get. Like, that. if there's any place to drive a Caterham, track, surely. Well, you will. What are you on about? That's what it's for. I wouldn't drive one on the track. Why not? It's, like, no perfect. Because that's all I ever see that go off on track. Yeah, because they're just liabilities. They're complete or liabilities. People just driving too fast. But mate, that, they're they're wicked, wicked cars. But you are, you are like a a driver. If you're on the road doing a big trip in a Caterham, well, you're prop you're a proper driver if you've got a Caterham. Driver, there. like a Lotus, same thing. Made for the drivers. Yeah, yeah. You're not Are a proper we? driver until you've owned a Caterham or a Lotus. Right? I think so. Or an Alpha. Done a road trip in it. I think that alpha statement's long gone now. I know Jeremy Clarkson made that statement of you're not a real petrol until you're in an alpha. And I think that was probably true in the like 70s and 80s. I don't think it exists anymore. I think that's long gone. I, I, I don't know what that car or experience is today, but I don't think Alfa Romeo represents petrol head. I actually think an M car might be. No, that's a lie. No, that's not. I don't think that's a lie. It's all, it's all you see, M cars now. So what what marks? Because the, the the point was there is so much pain with the pleasure, and you are a petrol head because you're putting yourself through that pain for the very limited amount of pleasure. So what is that equivalent now? Because I don't think there's that much pain with Alfa Romeos anymore. Three sixty Ferrari, nine nine two GT threes. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But it just all depends on how old they get. And older the car gets, the more problems it's in general going to have. You might have a but bit of But what's the reward? I would say, you know what? Washing it. Maybe it's Aston Martin. Maybe it's Aston Martin of an era. If you bought a 35 grand Vantage right now, that is a lot of pain. But the reward is massive. But can I tell you something? You'd be in more pain if you bought a 35 grand Bentley. Than the Aston. But I don't think the reward is as much. Because that's the the premise is lots of pain for a little amazing reward. Alfa Romeo, uh, that was his point. You're putting yourself through hell, but but when you have those good moments, they're the best moments. And so you're a true petrohead because you're willing to put up with the pain of rust and bills and the indignity of motorway breakdowns because on the day it's working, is that Alfa Romeo and it will reward you and it's glorious and the sound and the emotion. So what gives you that today? And I, and I think I might say, I think I might say, Aston, there are some brilliant Aston that will never go wrong that will work perfectly but there are quite a few that will cost you quite a lot I think Alex Goy famous journalist brilliant journalist his engine just went pop in his vantage I think did it just literally pop like gone mm. yeah I'm not I've not really the, the old Astons in general apart from the the clutches and the t- t- 
tip tron, touch tronic mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. The you know the semi auto box basically it was basically a manual bolted to an auto. Um, they obviously they were a fortune, but I've never really heard of any real engine problems with them. Is everything else that around the car that goes wrong? But they are quite a simple car. It's not mm. really a lot of electronics on them. It's not like the Bentley where. You know, yeah, suspension failure. Everything, mate. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, the rear brake light is like a grand or something that goes across the back street, you know, with the, yeah, where yeah, the, yeah. you know, it's a, I mean, there's nothing like that on the Aston. It's not that, it's all, I mean, the chassis is like from 1930s or something. I mean, it's terrible. Okay, so may, yeah, maybe that, maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Maybe, maybe, the, the, maybe there's not a mark that has filled the Alfa Romeo void of you're not a true petrohead until you've. But I think we're in a different era as well, by the way. As in, he would he, when he said that was probably nearly twenty years ago. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, it was but, relevant. Yeah, is it is it actually relevant with any car now? Because cars are better than they were. Like in general, you know, when you drive down the motorway, when you probably went with your mum and dad to the south of France to your chateau or wherever you went. <laughs> I, I don't bet. remember ever doing that. <laughs> I did go with my school though. There you go, Miss Robinson's <laughs> chateau. She was so, real cute, by the way, Miss so Robinson. Was she? Oh, I had a big crush on her. Right. Wow. I went to that French trip every year. Her and Miss Burbeck. Don't wow. change the subject. Anyway, Sorry. so when you went on holiday, you drive down the motorway, and and every fifty yards there'd be a car on the side of the road, broken mm. down, waiting for the AA. It does happen now, but you can normally get right around the motorway and not see one broken down now. Yeah. So it's, it's loads a, rarer. A different experience for sure. But, you know, I still like the thought of there being, I think I'm going to, I'm going to say Aston Martin or pre-2010 Ferrari. Sub 100K, sorry, sub 100K Ferrari. Would you say Porsche? Would you say like a 996 Porsche? I'm determined yes. to find it. Yes. 996 Porsche. Yes. Yeah, so you're not car. a true petrol head until you've owned a 996 Porsche. Because, well, no, it's that it's that era as well. Like your 360 era. I'm not saying your car, but that that era of car. Okay, let's just say modern classic. Yeah, it was just crap. You're not a true petrol head until you've earned, owned. A noughties modern classic. Yeah. 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 Out you go, lads and yeah. ladies. A V10 get... M5. Oh, God. yeah. That's a real <laughs> Petrolhead's car right there. Scarlet. That is, you are li- literally, that is it. That is it. That is actually it. Uh, okay, just let's rattle through, see what else auto car including this. Uh, DS3 performance. No idea. Uh, that was when DS sort of stepped away from Citroën. Citroën. Um, and you see them, they used to have like garish, alternatively coloured roofs. Yeah, they did, yeah. Fiesta. I mean, we have to talk about the Fiesta. That that is nearly dead. That car dead. Forty-seven years and gone. Bloody hell! And the ST two hundred, that chalk-coloured one, was one of the ones to have. Right? Yeah, yeah. They did a few special editions towards uh, over the last five or six years, but I remember that that sort of chalky ST two hundred. Everyone went mad about the that. That is still up there. That car in general, the Fiesta ST is one of the best hot hatches. Full stop. Uh, yeah, That's I think almost anyone, car. any generation, anyone like it's a great car. Yeah. Uh, oh, I saw one of these in Bulgaria during a recent visit. Right. Hyundai or Hyundai. Are they saying Hyundai or Hyundai now again? Hyundai. Hyundai. Kona N. Right. Now. Larry one. Yeah, that's the Larry one. I think the Kona's a pretty good looking little 
whatever you'd call that crossover. Never had one. I had, the, I had a lot of the i30s. Yes, which I love as yeah. well. And the i20, I think. Great car. Yeah. Not had an i20 yet, but they're good car, yeah. Big fan of the i20N. But this is their, yeah, this is their sort of crossover vibe. Yeah. I think it's cool. It looked kind of wild. I saw one in the sort of traditional blue end colour. Fast old thing. Five and a half seconds to six. Proper fast little thing. Yeah. 276 horsepower. Getting pricey on this list. Nearly 30 grand. Yeah, but, it's pricey though, mate. Yeah, I'm all over the Hyundai, 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 uh, end prod, end cars. I think they're, I think they're mega. And this is, this is great. So I'm a big fan of the Kona N. Kia Proceed GT. <laughs> Autocar may have slightly dropped their standards on that one. Next. Seven grand. What are they saying here? Direct comparisons with the Golf GTI and the Focus ST, 201 horsepower. Right. The Kia Proceed never GT. Had one. Never even seen one. Oh, no, I've seen one, but I never had one. Right. Ah, uh, oh, Mazda MX-5, the BBR tuned edition or the BBR upgrade. The, I mean, we say it Proper every car. single week. What an absolute Proper one. car. Still, that's a trip that we need to do. Couple of MX-5s. MX-5s Abarth 124 Spiders. Yeah. What else would you put in there? Do you know, I would, I would happily, even now, even the cars that I'm exposed to, if someone said to me now, you've got 10 grand to buy a car... I'd go and just go buy one of them. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be able to get that one. But, no. But, but, but I, I, I still, the one that I really want, I think is at the Hairpin Collection at the moment. It's the Le Mans edition one. The oh. MX-5, the um, iconic, anyway, I'm going to make a fool of myself. So no, long story short, one? I'd have a, that one's a lot. They put it up for all the money. All right. Because it's like a limited run. But I would have an MX-5 in, in a second. Yeah. I say, I really want to do that road trip. Maybe we should just buy them. Because we were trying to organise loaners. Maybe we should just go and buy an MX-5, an Abarth 124. And what's the third car that we were going to take? There was another car. Well, weren't Paul going to come? Yeah, but what was the third car? There's another car that we're Boxster, forgetting. Boxster, no? No. No? I don't, I don't think we settled on cars, on actual cars to take. I thought we did. But I reckon you could go, I think you could buy an MX-5 at 10 or 15 grand, put 2,000 miles on it and come back and not have lost a lot of money. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that as well. Or if there's anyone at Mazda that want to lend us a car. Well, that was the, <laughs> that was the slightly more straightforward route. Yeah. Uh, Mini John Cooper Works. Yeah. I'm a big fan of those as always. Yeah. It's good, this list. Mercedes A45, That's the a previous car. generation. That's a terrible car. Really? That the previous ter- one, the bubbly one. Yeah, it's a Why terrible Why is that terrible? Car. Didn't Archie Hamilton have like six of them? Well, probably. I don't know. Why is that so terrible? They're saying you can get them for 16 grand now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can, but this is just not a very good car, mate. Not very good to drive. So gear, quick, gear, though, no? Well, gearbox is very hesitant. Yeah, it's not the 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 other. I would have most of them other hot hatches over that car. In fact, all of them. Because this was one of the first super hatches. This was RS three and A forty five. It was like I would have had the RS three all day long over that car. Not even. I mean, now it's flip of a coin because they're both very good now. The new A forty five and the new RS three. Uh, back then, the RS3 was miles better than that car. The problem is as well, the Merc technology, for some reason, dates so much worse or quicker than the Audi technology. Because they update it quicker. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, maybe they update it quicker, but just somehow that functionality... It's like they overcomplicate it in period, which mm. means that when it goes out, it just looks 
awful and fussy yeah. and strange where the Audi stuff actually I feel like dates well because it's so simple yeah so it might look old but it's simple and it's yeah. functional and effective yeah B- BMW are the ones at the minute mate that it's their time at the minute They're, that's the German manufacturer that's on a run at the moment they've got some yeah. lovely cars coming out BMW Doing good bits yeah. even everyone was so anti them for a while saying they're not real BMWs anymore and their awful huge grills and everything's heavy and but now suddenly everyone wants everyone, M5 touring M3 touring everyone wants BMW yeah. Yeah. but every, like I said all these manufacturers there, Mercedes have had their run Audi had their run it's just BMW's turn it's, you know feels to me like BMW been on turn for quite a while yeah but oh. we, they've always been my to drive BMW out of them three big German manufacturers they've always been the one that I'd go to but I would say that they've been smashing it since 2002 for for, for to, design to, interiors and driving not interiors mate are you joking yeah actually no you I are am, joking I am joking yeah yeah I that, did spend about five years on this channel saying that M4 interiors were the same as my 2006 yeah because when saloon. yeah because when you compared at the time like the Audi interiors yeah, they were right, like yeah, next yeah. level but to drive I drank the Kool-Aid there for a second yeah to, to actually drive, BMWs have always been. I mean, the E46 M3, the E90 M3. All those, bits. Yeah, lovely cars. I will I will toot the trumpet for a long time to come for any Renault RS model. They put the clear RS here. Megan RS, I think, I mean, you've got to go and drive a Megane RS yeah. at some point in your life. They are wicked cars. Yeah. But obviously we now know... RS department is essentially dead. We've got Alpine instead. Yeah. So I think Clear and Megane RS is just wicked cars. They yeah, often they look are, awesome. Yeah. They come in great specs. Like yeah. you're going to have a ton of fun. How much are those Clear RS? Is that, what shape is that? That's the 197, what? isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the Clear 197. Four, no, no. Uh, what, which one did we sell? Oh, no, that we was 172. 172. One, yeah. Yeah, that was the 172, no? It was the one before. It's the 192. Was it? I don't know, mate. Wait, wait, ours was the bubble-shaped one, no? Oh, the older one. so lost. It's red. It was a long time ago, mate. Well... You ain't got any pictures of it on your phone there right now. That you can... I mean, we'll be asleep by the time you find them. It was like years ago. Hold on. I think it's a one... Oh, I was a 182. 182. It was a 182. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the 192. So this is, it's the shape below this. This is the newer shape, basically. Thank you. We got there eventually. God, we're such good petrol heads, aren't we? <laughs> uh, definitely know what we're talking about. Uh, getting towards there now. Say Ibiza Cupra, three and a half grand before Cupra became its own thing. Yeah, that's good value car. It's a Polo. It's basically a Polo. Yeah, the Ibiza is a Polo, isn't it? One hundred seventy-eight horsepower. Yeah, Ibiza. Polo GTI, six-speed dual-clutch gearbox. Yeah, DSG. Wow, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good car. That yeah, three-door. Yeah, yeah, looks all right. G.I. Yaris, we can skip past because everyone knows it. What about this little guy? Corsa VXR. You can have a 202 horsepower VXR. Quite old now. Yeah. 2008 model, two and a half grand. Yeah. But I've always quite liked a VXR. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's all right. All right. Nothing special. It's all right. Yeah. Never really competed with the German bits. And- no, 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 no. It, it would compete with the, with the, um, the French stuff. Fine. Okay. And uh, maybe the Fiesta. I just thought like, I don't know why. There's just a bit of I don't know. I it was the, it, like it, it was always the the one of the cheaper ones. Though, yeah, to be fair. The Vauxhall was the you know the bang for buck car. The bang for buck car. And we'll finish off the list with the list with probably arguably one of the greatest 
up GTI. How much are they now? 15 grand for a good one. I was saying 11 and a half for a tidy example on autocar. Yeah, well, that bum talked about a nearly new one. I would have... Could you, oh, this is sinner, but could you get an auto up GTI? I'd never seen one. No, I think they're all manual, right? Yeah, I've never... I mean, I'm... Yeah, I've never seen one. Yeah. Saying that you can't. Because I, I am contemplating a little hatch to... I think we spoke about this before, to run around London with. I've got a, I've got a lovely Golf GTI Club Sport. I know you know. do. It's absolutely amazing. Like yeah. 40, but it's all the money, mate. Well, not your, not your fault. <laughs> not saying your fault, but like... I'm talking about like I. On That's actually car- a rare car, that by the way. I'm sure. 45. But there was a collecting cars. Uh, last night there was an auction for a Mark IV R32, and I very nearly, no, very nearly bought it. Did you really? Yeah, you know, I nearly bid in it like 13 grand. Quite a low mileage car, like 50,000 odd miles. But I'm just looking for it. But the problem is, I want Vicky to be able to drive it as well, and she doesn't enjoy driving manual. She can, but she doesn't enjoy it. Right. So every time I consider something, I'm like, oh, I probably need it to be auto, which kind of removes the whole hot hatch theory. But Well, you just got to get a German one. Yeah, that you can put it. It's saying German. German's a good point. Well, anyway, we didn't quite make it across to the other list, which maybe we'll do another time, which is good cars under 10 grand, but it was nice to remind ourselves of some pretty epic small cars that are still knocking around like, yeah, on, on yeah. the used market. And people say cars are expensive nowadays, but we've just given you a load that aren't. There we go. And well, then, unless you've only got 500 quid to spend on a car, then they're really expensive. Then, we then can't we're help you. screwed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we still want to do a road trip. Uh, but anyway, that seems a good place to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back with you for a car park chat episode next week with Paul Wallace. Oh, no, uh, really? Which, yeah, it's us. We've been, been a while since we've oh. done one of those. Uh, the three of us will be here uh, in the build-up to Goodwood Festival of Speed, talking about everything we may or may not see and anything else that comes across. If you don't know about car park chat, it's basically us three talking absolute gobbledygook <laughs> for an so hour. So it's like this week it's just pure someone chaos. else. Yeah, literally <laughs> that. Uh, thank you for all of you that have joined us live on Recast. Stay online. We'll be doing a little bit of a Q&A as soon as we finish this recording. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe now, turn on notifications so you don't miss the future episodes. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., keep following and, and leave us a review. That would be very uh, very kind of you to do. Uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Crawford Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Scene Through Glass and we'll see you next week for another episode. Bye-bye. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.